Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This morning, a conversation between you and I as it relates to COVID. Thank you, Rita Cosby. I heard uh, many of the calls that came in. But I, I guess I I just differ with many of the calls because I understand the Fauci element and so on and, you know, the different uh, messaging and so on. But I do feel that this is of a serious, serious nature. And so I want us to have a conversation. And I have to start off by saying, uh, I was on the air today from 4 to 5 in for James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly. I'll be in 4 to 5 each day this week. Uh, for James and in in uh, my slide here. And th- as I just said with Rita Cosby, this is all so confusing, the implementation of policy. So confusing. The imp- implementation, how it's being implemented, the policy. De Blasio started his controversial COVID-19 vaccine mandate for private businesses. We all know about that. We've all heard about that. But on Saturday, we have a new mayor. And the new mayor has not said much for which way he's going. I have to believe that if he agreed, for the most part, with de Blasio's initiatives, he would have said something thus far, which he has not. So de Blasio is, has the city, you know, going in so many different directions as it relates to COVID policy, and he's no longer the mayor, effective Saturday. And the, the poor tourists, the poor tourists and restaurant owners, one, how can the restaurants that are on uh, life support to begin with, how can they survive with the climate that exists? And the poor restaurant owners, so you, you have tourists here ready to spend money, ready, ready to support local businesses, and then the tourists that are here, and if they happen to have their children 5 to 11 years of age, Once they get here, they have one rule in their state, in their city, and then they arrive here and they find out the hard way that these businesses that are starving financially going under, that if your kid is not vaccinated, these tourists are finding out the hard way that they're not allowed into restaurants. Now, imagine that. 
Imagine that, folks. You, you've got a payroll to meet. And the dollars that are coming in right now don't meet your payroll. And these tourist dollars that could supplement your income 25, 35, 45%, you can't take any of it by law because they happen to have their children, these tourists, and if the kids are not vaccinated between 5 and 11, they can't come in. It's all confusing. And so I, I live in Rockland County, right? We have one set of rules here in Rockland. You have another set of rules in New York City. And then a third set of rules in New Jersey. And then Connecticut. And this weekend I was in Rhode Island. Different rules there as well. It's all so confusing. I'm not paying attention. I'm trying not to pay attention to the politics of all of this because I do feel that COVID is deadly, very deadly, and something that, that's serious. And so we're looking at, right, one of the one of the few ways that we can be entertained happens to be sports, right? Well, the NFL, which had a game tonight, right, They have a league record, 106 COVID cases. The NFL, the MTA is warning of longer waits for the subway as the COVID wave hits workers. Governor Hochul up in Albany says New York is preparing for all scenarios. That's a quote. As COVID hospitalizations have spiked, according to the governor, 80% since the start of December. That's nothing to play with, folks. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. It's all so confusing, and de Blasio just hasn't made anything any any better. Let's go to to the telephone calls. Let's start with George listening on the radio from New York City. Good morning, George, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. Happy holidays to you and your loved ones. Thank you, and same to you uh, and your family. Listening, thank you. Listening to radio. Well, I just checked. You know, but you're not there as far as YouTube. How come? Because we we're down for the week, and it starts okay. right. It starts right back up. Wow, you really pay attention to everything, George. It starts right oh. back up after the new year. Rita and I okay, will be there, COVID. but but for this last week of the uh, of the year, we are not uh, online live at YouTube. Okay, regarding you, uh, uh, COVID, you know, now the Omicron is more or less equivalent to uh, the flu, moderately speaking, or perhaps... I, 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 wait, George, 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 but, I hear you. But, wait, wait, George, but, George, I hear you, and, and I, I listen to the great conversation with Rita and her listeners. But, George, here's the point that I'm, I'm trying to make. Right. I probably would agree with you. But are you willing to take that chance with your life? No, 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 no. That's the reason why uh, I want to make the point. Now, my point is that. 
people forget the fact that uh, Delta is still with us. Because they think, right, Correct. that because it's advertised, you know, Omicron, that it's not a big deal. They forget about Delta. So, therefore, I take maximum precautionary measures. I wear a mask. I've got my uh, shots. You know, the boosters due uh, after six months, uh, you know, therefore, uh, uh, they decline, you know, uh, boostering you unless and until... Uh, the passage of three uh, six months, right? Is that correct? You had your booster after you had had the second shot, right? Six months hence. Uh, uh, I, I think that's the general timeline, but but continue. Right. I spoke with more than a couple of uh, pharmacists, by the way. They okay. Said, uh, okay. So basically, my point is that people should remember that uh, the problems. Uh, uh, basically are not just related to Omicron, you know, which is not comparatively a big, but uh, Delta is still with us. Delta yes. is a big deal. Yes, yes. I, I agree, George. I, I agree with you um, a thousand percent. Delta is still with us. Omicron is, will, is still with us. And it's been described as a, a flu-like situation. Okay, maybe, 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 thank you for the call, George. Maybe that's what it'll turn out to be. But but I'm of the mindset that um, we are going to, I hope this is not the case, but that we are going to have to get used to receiving these, these yearly uh, booster shots because God knows what is going to come up in the future, another mutation, and then what? And, and we've all got to try and survive. And uh, and 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 live here. Let's let's go to Bill. Bill is calling from Queens this morning, listening on the radio. Good morning, Bill, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. Uh, I'm going to get right to it. On January 5th, there's going to be a bill that the state representatives and the senators are going to vote on, and basically, it's four pages long. They're going to vote, and it says that the governor is going to have powers basically put people away in some type of facility sounds like some type of concentration camp if they are deemed a public health threat and i'd like you to speak more about it because this is very disconcerting well one well one bill i you know i i promise to always be straight with you folks i have not heard about this you're referring to new york state yes okay so you're saying this is something before governor hoku right now yeah, it looks like it's called A416. Okay, I promise I will take a look at it. I don't want to jump out the window, if you will, and 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 react to something where I don't know the basics. But I promise you, Bill, that I will get back to it and comment at a later time. Thank you for the uh, call. Let's go from Queens to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Phil listening on the radio. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Well, very simple. Uh, you listen to all this stuff with COVID and all the politicians, the talking heads, Fauci mm-hmm. and Biden, you know, you know, you know, it, it's, it's a drum dumbing effect on people. People are getting, getting, so so in tune with it, whether they like it or it's so subliminal that every time you put on a news station, it's COVID. If you put on a TV program, it's COVID. COVID Agreed. commercial. It, Agreed. It, it's it's getting to the point where people, I'm telling you, 
they're they're basically just falling apart psychologically. I, I've seen this in friends of mine who are so like that last caller you had, that guy, he's talking like the high priest of, uh, of the church of COVID. You know, got my, but Delta is very dangerous and I got my boosters and blah, blah, every three months. I mean, listen, listen, we've had pandemics before. We've had epidemics before. I, I'm, I'm in my 70s, so I, I'm a veteran and I know I've been in a pandemic in Asia when I was out in Vietnam and people were dropping like flies. Okay, look, this is part of life. You can only go take so many steps and go so far because if you let yourself succumb to this, 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 Fauci said this and Biden said that and de Blasio said this, you're going to go out of your mind and not even realize that you're out of your mind. It's just, it's just this thing with the travel restrictions. They want to put travel restrictions on airlines. You got to get a shot. Fine. Well, well, let's do that on the New York City subway when you go from borough to borough. That's a long ride. Do it on the trailways buses. I mean, do it on the regular buses. We, we, you know, it, 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 what's next? What's next? Might as well put swastikas on, on their arms. Mm. Uh, Phil, I, I, I think, I thank you for the call. I, I don't even want to go there, but, but thank you for, for, for the call. Uh, I get your point. I get your point. But I also have to balance that from my perspective of, I, you know, folks, I, I want to live to be an old man. I, I want to be around to see my grandkids graduate from Ivy League uh, institutions and see them do great things in life. And we, we're in such a dilemma and, and, and it, it, it does have a major psychological uh, impact on all of us. Because as, as some of you have said, you know, you, you can't get away from this, the radio, the television. And one expert says this, the next expert says that. Then the third expert says the difference. And then Fauci comes along and, and he throws it all up in the air and we're all confused and nobody knows exactly uh, where we stand. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I started out with the premise of it's all so confusing, and it is. And I get it. De Blasio wants to be governor. He's delusional. It's not going to happen. But maybe he's already trying to line up for his campaign commercials that he pushed through this mandate. You can almost hear the, the announcer's voice. Against the political opposition, de Blasio did it anyway. Imagine what he'll do as your governor. That's what the commercials are probably being made. But, Mr. Mayor, with all due respect, the same way that your presidential campaign went is the same way your run for governor is going to go. You're pushing through all of this, and you're talking about $1,000 fines, the businesses, and businesses are already struggling. And, Mr. Mayor, come Saturday morning, you are no longer the mayor of New York City. So it is lame duck central. What are you doing, Mr. Mayor? Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. More of your telephone calls when we return. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are back. We are talking COVID. 
I'm trying to understand the politics of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, going forward with this uh, vaccine mandate for private businesses. But again, on Saturday, New York has a uh, new mayor. You can't make this up. The best writers in Hollywood could not make this up. Plus, the uh, poor tourists and restaurant owners, you know, all, all you can do is feel for the restaurant owners because all of the regulations. All right, let's talk about the regulations that were there before COVID, right, where it was hard to, to, make, to make a living. Okay, that's number one. And what Eric Adams has talked about, about New York not being business friendly. Then you hit the first major COVID hit where everything shut down, right? And now we're in the situation of what we're dealing with now. And you have tourists coming to town, ready to spend money, ready to spend money and go into restaurants. And if they have their children with them, and of course they're going to have their children with them. And if they're 5 to 11, and if they're unvaccinated, act unvaccinated, then you are finding out the hard way that you can't even go into the restaurants with your children. So you're here in New York. So look at the Big Apple. Hopefully you don't get shot in Times Square. And so if you can if you can dodge that bullet, if you will, what well, what are you going to do with your kids what, while you're here? I'm looking at um, an email that I just received, and you can send me an email as well, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com from Sal uh, Muro. Uh, and Sal says, uh, hey, Dominic, New York City businesses can only take so much regulatory and financial pressure before shutting down and moving to another state. The only thing I disagree with there, Sal, is that they may not be able to move to another state because they're losing everything. Oftentimes, these businesses, their home mortgages are tied to their business. But Sal continues, how is it that states with less regulations and less mandates seem to be doing better than NYC? A legitimate question, a legitimate question. And again, Governor Hoku, and I'm going right back to your telephone calls in one second. She says New York is, and I'm quoting here, preparing for all scenarios, for all scenarios, as COVID hospitalizations spike 80% since the start of uh, December. And it's also, uh, the hospitalizations are also up in New York City, according to... um, to um, uh, De Blasio, uh, the number the numbers are not bad, but but they but they have gone up based on the seven day average in the uh, city of New York. De Blasio says two hundred and ninety six patients in hospital beds were believed to be infected with the coronavirus. Um, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out, and then the question becomes: Are we headed to? And I think we all dread this idea. And I'm not being overly dramatic. Are we headed to another, I I almost hate to say it, another shutdown? Is that possible? Let's go to Jeannie, our friend Jeannie in Queens, listening on the radio. Good morning, Jeannie, and Uh, what's on your mind? What are your thoughts this morning? morning? Good morning, my friend Dom. How are you? I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Um, Okay, so a few things. First of all, Oh, that's really draconian, what I just heard about Hochul doing something with the 4106. That's really scary. Oh, my God. But um, the, I think they want us to be confused. This gives them more power. And also, 
I want to know, you know, they talk about patients being so sick and dying in the hospitals. Has anyone done a study as to are these the people who are also the immigrants that came over the border um, who are also sick and, and filling up our hospital beds who did not have the vaccine? Is there Good any question, study on but that? I, I think we both know the answer there, Jeannie. We'll never know the answer to that question. And is anybody making them take these vaccines once they do get over here? Like if those children go to school here, are they made to take the vaccine or their parents made to take it? Is there any kind of control? Because they're talking about shutting everybody down for every little tiniest infraction, and they're letting the whole thing come in through the back door. And Mm -hmm. why is there not more, um, how can I say, uh, exposure about this in all the regular media? Why isn't this being, because I think most people still don't get it. They still don't understand what we, the, the people who listen to conservative radio, get. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't believe that there is an open border with all these people coming in that could be sick. With un, who knows what else they're bringing in. Well, Jeannie, when you when you mention um, the media and not reporting, you know, I'm I'm not a conspiracy type guy, but um, and I'm not going to discuss it now. But the the Kim Porter trial, the officer in uh, Minnesota. If you want to talk about not reporting the full story, and 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 I know that they didn't want to demonize the victim, uh, Mr. Dante uh, Wright, may may he rest in peace. But the full story was never told about that young man, and it's despicable that this lady, this former officer, her life has been completely ruined. And to this date, we still don't know the full story about Dante, um, the young man that that was killed. And so, Jeannie, I I thank you for the call. Uh, All I can tell you, folks, is that I do this for a living, and I'm confused. I'm starting to get confused. What rules apply here? What rules apply there? What can I do there? Oh, I got to make sure I have my mask at all times. You know, it's it's just it's it's crazy, folks. I'm going to go to Stan in just a second in Forest Hills, but let's let's start right now with Stuart, also in Forest Hills, listening on the radio. Good morning, Stuart. What's on your mind? Hi. Hi, uh, Dominic. Okay, I can respond directly to that gentleman a few minutes ago with the bill, the A146, about people being rounded up uh, for, health, for health reasons. Um, that bill has formally been removed by the state legislature representative who put it up. I can verify that, and I know that. Um, I, I saw an article on him saying that, but more to the point, Ina Vernikoff, who is the new Republican city councilwoman from South Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, that area, she confirmed also that that bill was taken down, so no one has to worry about it. Um, okay. And as far as the shutdown goes, um, Hochul doesn't need to uh, order a actual shutdown. She has ramped up the fear, and now businesses like Apple are shutting their doors to people. So the Democrats have realized they can just ramp up the fear, and these big bus- these businesses will shut down out of fear. So they don't need to go to an actual shutdown. You know, you know what, Stuart? It's interesting that you raised the Apple situation. I I wasn't going to make the point. But but I guess I will now. So one of the gifts that I I'm not a big gift person. I truly believe that that it's a better gift to give than to receive. I really feel that way. And so um one of the gifts I received from my family, we're in Rhode Island. We were in Rhode Island. They gave me an Apple Watch. So God only knows how long I'll have it until I uh, lose it 
first time uh, receiving an Apple Watch. And so I have a computer and an iPad and a phone and all that stuff. So we might as well get the watch, right? So now I'm confused, Stuart, because the New York City Apple stores are shutting down to customers. But where I live in Rockland County, I would assume they're going to be open, but I don't like to make assumptions. I would assume that they're still going to be open in Rhode Island where they're going to go and try and have the watch. The watch has to be programmed to my cell service. So something as simple as the Apple stores announcing in the last couple of hours that they're shutting down for customers, a customer service in New York City. Is that a, is that a national policy? Is that just a New York policy? And it's, it's thank you for the call, Stuart. It is just all, all very, very confusing. Okay, Stan in Forest Hills on the radio. You're up, Stan. Go right ahead. First of all, get me some cake from Rockland County, man. It sounds like you've got a great bakery over there, man. Get me a layer cake or something, will you? I need some chocolate cake, something from you. I wanted to make you laugh because I know you're serious. And, and, and you did because these topics, Stan, I know. as you know, they're, they're very, it's very serious. We go nuts all the time. But I, I, get me that cake, please. Anyway, so uh, look, as far as the mayor, number one, as far as the mayor is concerned, it's four days – he he can make any pronouncements he wants, Dom. He can pass law. I mean, that's just the way it is. By Saturday, we'll have a new mayor. He will make his pronouncements, maybe stop what he did. There's nothing we can do about it. You're There's right. nothing we can do he about just it, Stan. Get his last Stan but, but it's not right. It's it not right. It may not be right, but it's legal. The, I'm not the saying people, he, I'm not first of all, First of all, he can't pass a damn thing because the, super, the city council is not going to go along with him. He's of a course. lame duck. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. But here's but, the point. But but you know we we've, we've been going through too much and and in my opinion it's not appropriate to mess with the money of New York, the business community, the entire business community given you know if New York is ever going to have a return. But please Stan, continue. Uh, first of all, you're right. But let, let's get to COVID and you made a pronouncement, and I totally agree. If you're scared, you're, you're thinking that this is going to continue. Dominic, you're absolutely right. As far as I can see, and I've been studying it and talking to some friends who are doc- this is going to go on for years, maybe five, ten years, unless we get a cure. And that means maybe the vaccines will have to be high-graded along as they go till a cure is found by Moderna or Pfizer. That's the only way. And the most important thing, the balance of the people who have not gotten shots are the problem. The hospitals are filled with people who are not vaccinated. We've talked about this a thousand times. If everybody got vaccinated, the problem is there would be another uh, uh, variant, but as it is now with Omicron, but it won't be that bad. At least we need some form of protection, and everybody needs to get vaccinated. If we don't, this thing will go on and on for years, and I think I agree with you. I think it will be. I think it'll be about five or ten years Till something is discovered, the, the companies have to develop a solid vaccine to beat it or to make it uh, null, and that's what's going to happen. You're right. You're absolutely right. So I'm, I'm worried well, about it, but I'm not, I'll take the vaccines as they come along. Right. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take the uh, vaccines, the boosters as well, Stan. Most of my colleagues are going to take the uh, the boosters as already have been indicated by WABC colleagues, but. There are people, as you know, Stan, on the other side of this issue, and uh, they feel strongly. And you have to you have to admire the position. I don't agree with it, 
but you have to admire that they're willing to stick to their position ignorance, and they're not backing down. Dominic, ignorance is is their position. Being ignorant. Look, if people are sick, we've known this. We've discussed it. If people have pre-existing conditions, I understand if they can't take it or the doctor. But if you're healthy and you don't want to take the shots, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. I mean, we've had centuries of people uh, that have died from no vaccines. From no. I mean, thank God for the polio vaccine. Thank God for the flu vaccine. I mean, it's it's totally ignorance. I'm sorry, Dominic. I don't I don't uh, think these people are too smart. I, I don't know what they're afraid of, but we need to get everybody back. And maybe we can terminate this illness sooner than before. But you're right. I think it'll go on for a couple more years, maybe five or ten years. But I'm hoping for some type of, of uh, discovery and a solid vaccine against it. Well, uh, Stan, thank you for the call. And I, I hope that, uh, that you have a great new year and that 2022 was a great year for you as well as for all of us. So I'm looking at my Twitter right now, folks, uh, Dominic TV, Dominic TV. And uh, someone says, Dominic, how do I watch you on YouTube? How you can watch Rita Cosby and myself and the morning show on WABC, uh, Bernie and Sid, is you go to, well, Bernie and Sid are on the WABC um, webpage, but you go to the WABC YouTube page. Only this week, Rita and I are not up because the social media people are going through all the last minute kinks for the operation and they will resume our live broadcast starting right after the new year. So this week, you can't see Rita or I, but of course you can listen to us on the app, on the radio, anyway, on Alexa, any way that you may, uh, choose to uh listen to the program i see we have a call on the uh dante wright situation from jules in boston good morning jules and what's on your mind yes mr carter thank you very much for taking my call i really appreciate it um i was concerned about a comment you made about not knowing the full story on mr dante wright and i think i would agree with you in some capacity the media um at some point throughout the coverage did not really focus on his criminal record. But I'm not sure how at all that is significant in this case. And I'm not sure the jury ever considered it or should have been considered. What Ms. Potter did, um, she should be in jail for. She took his life in a way that she should not have because she thought it was a taser, not a gun. So I'm not sure what your comment about we don't know his full record. How is that mm-hmm. significant? It reminds me of the comment I had with friends during the O.J. Simpson trial. During, I'm sorry, during the um, Rodney King trial. And during the Rodney King trial, people kept saying he was a criminal and he was on drugs. All those things were correct, but there was no reason whatsoever for those police officers to almost read the life out of him. There was no reason whatsoever for this young man, no matter what his criminal record was, to lose his life. So I don't understand your comment at all. Please explain. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You you did a good job of explaining your opposition to what I said. So now here, here is my response. We have to, um, if we're going to be honest about this, this is a policy that didn't just start. The media has been under attack for years, the way it covers the black community the way it portrays the black community, the minority community. So thus, the pendulum has gone way too far, 
And now we can't even say, I'm going to get to your point in one second, Jules. We can't even say the race of a suspect. It's no longer considered politically correct. If you have a full uh, description, male, black, uh, 200 pounds, light skin, we are now taught that you can say light skin, um, 200 pounds, male, but you're not supposed to say the black part. So we've gone, which is ridiculous. So now let's, the Dante Wright situation. Jules, what, and, and, and I'm not just commenting. I'm telling, I'm talking on 40 years experience here. You or I may not like it, but a car is a deadly weapon. And once that car goes into gear, that's a game changer, a complete game changer. And so you're you're right to a degree that Mr. Wright's uh, record had nothing to do with the incident, but it does because it puts some perspective on why he didn't comply. And, and Jules, if you talk to any expert, including two prosecution witnesses, they will tell you as it relates to this trial, the jury convicted, but whether Officer Potter used her taser or her gun, taser or her gun, she had a legal justification to use either once that car went into motion. Did, did I explain myself properly, or, or you feel that I have it? I, I completely think you explained yourself quite well. We just come down completely uh, very, very different on this issue. I mean, the, ju- the jury asked very specifically to see the, to, to hold the taser as well as hold the gun. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. really, I, I thought, thoughtfully um, looked at this case, and, and, I, and I'm surprised by your seemingly, um, you know, I wouldn't say attack, but, but not respecting the jury's verdict. I mean, no, 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 no. That that's a big difference, Jules. I always respect the jury's verdict because no matter what the case is, the jury has information that we don't. I agree with that. I agree so, with that. so, 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 no, no, no. I don't agree. I don't disagree with the jury, but I do think her conviction is going to be overturned. I really do, because and hey, Jules, I've got to move on, but I do need to ask you this question: If not for um, the uh, the Floyd case, right? Do you really think that she would have been indicted? Because I'm telling you, if not for the Floyd case, she would have never been indicted. She wouldn't even have been indicted. Well, I, I don't Floyd case or not. I know if I was sitting on a jury and someone said to me that a police officer used a taser, used a gun when they were supposed to be using a taser, I would say it would be hard for me, hard pressed not to find find that person guilty of something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I I appreciate your call and your thoughtfulness uh, as it relates to this issue. Um, But again, it's my contention and not just mine, two prosecution witnesses that testified. So the prosecution made a boo-boo because they never should have put them up there. One was one of the cops that happened to be there that explained that Officer Potter, whether it was the taser or the gun, she had the legal right to use either once that vehicle went into gear. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And so, folks, we are going back to your telephone calls. But this right here, right now, 
is why Americans have a hard time trusting politicians. Doesn't matter. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. Jen Psaki, White House spokeswoman. This happened the other day. And the administration got caught with its... uh, with his pants down, if you will, on not having enough COVID tests, right? I want you to listen, listen carefully to how she tries to spin away, basically saying absolutely nothing on why President Biden was not better prepared for this situation. President not aware that there were these supply constraints because he's saying yesterday that he wishes he had thought of this two months ago. Is he not aware that there wasn't the supply at the time to purchase those 500 million? Well, the president wouldn't have taken the steps in September and October he had taken if we weren't aware that we needed to have increased supply. But also there wasn't the demand back in June for it, right? And Delta changed the mentality in the public for understandable reasons. And the fact that there were only a couple of approved tests just before October, there were only about three on the market, right, that we could have tapped into. The president using the Defense Production Act and uh, uh, investing $3 billion allowed for there to be an increase in production so we could order the huge number of supply that we're ordering now. Bigger picture here on Omicron. Saki would have done better not responding and just... So I I thought we in America elect the president to forecast as much as humanly possible, the different scenarios that we may face, sort of like a a radar screen. And so after the country was shut down in ways that we all can't imagine, you're going to tell me that you didn't see the demand, the need for these tests, and so you didn't order them? I mean, give me a break. You dropped the ball. I don't expect for her to say that you dropped the ball, but that's what happened. Because now we know they won't get caught in this situation again. But these tests should have been ordered, have them ready to go for Americans, and and, and just stock them. And what does it matter? It was only three approved companies. That's, that's more than one. You can still do a competitive bid. Uh, to, to get to get under the emergency powers to get this thing uh, worked out. So anyway, that's the uh, situation, and hopefully, hopefully we won't be in this problem of not being able to be tested uh, immediately much uh, longer. Coming up, folks, at one a.m. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will join me in a couple of minutes, but right now we will continue with your telephone calls. Let's go uh let's go to Gina. Gina's calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Gina. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi Dominic. Dominic Hi, Gina. I'm thinking you're so hard to get through to everybody wants to talk to you. This afternoon I tried to call you also regarding the Potter case. I apologize, you know, Gina. Hey Gina, let me just tell you this. The people that work with me, they get the phone calls. In this case, it's Alex and earlier, it's Mike Dodino. These guys are the best in the business, and they move as fast as humanly possible. So I apologize that you were not able to get through. But go ahead, Gina. Well, I was just trying to say how popular you are, really. But, you know, um, I agree with you. You know, 
uh, Dante certainly didn't deserve to die, and Miss Potter certainly doesn't deserve to do the time. I'm glad that you emphasized once he got in that automobile, that automobile became a deadly weapon. And I think the reason why she said taser, taser, taser was because she was thinking what to do because in that climate, right. the last thing she wanted to do was shoot that young man. Right, right. And, and I, Gina, listen, I think you and I are looking at this the same way. Do you think, I mean, that woman, for lack of a better term, Officer Potter, almost had a complete nervous breakdown after she shot that man, after she shot yeah, Dante but- Wright. Because and and realized how it was going to be misinterpreted, right? You know, in that climate, after Mr. What happened to Mr. Floyd? Right, 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 right. And Gina, you know, I'm not even getting because I, even me, I have to be careful as an African American host. White hosts can't say it at all, and I, I have a little more leeway to to point at at Mr. Uh, Wright. Um, but even I have to be careful because anything you say, it's demonizing the victim and, you know, he was the victim, but the truth is he had an extensive criminal record and he would have, he probably would have been released on bail or even if if he had just complied, but certainly it wouldn't have ended this way. Officer Potter, I'm sure, did not go to work that day saying, let me find a African-American young man and take his life. No. No. So yeah, I agree. No way. God bless Well, Gina, thank you for the call and happy holidays uh, to you and your family. Let's go from Brooklyn to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Tom listening on the radio. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Right. Hi, Dominic. I like to say that the restaurant industry, right. the only the only uh, the only way they have out now is to put out hot dog wagons and to to service the uh, to service everybody that comes to the city is is uh, for the New Year's. You know. Of <laughs> hey, course, you know, I'm being you know facetious. What, you, been, you know what? You know what, Tom. It may come down to that, but it's no joke, man. People are losing their livelihoods. It's true. I know somebody in the industry, in other words, uh, and uh, and he says things were really perking up because the lawyers in the building his restaurant is in were coming to work. Now they're working from home, and I see him having another bad feeling about the whole situation in Manhattan. Well, well, thank you for the call, Tom. And all we can do is hope and pray that things will get better for the uh, restaurants. Let's go to Jim. Jim is listening on the radio uh, in in Long Island. Good morning, Jim. What's on your mind? Jim, are you there? Nope. Okay, he's not there. All right, let's go to... Let's go to uh, to Andrew and Stanhope, and in one second, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, is going to join me right after uh, Andrew and Stanhope. Go right ahead, Andrew. I never said that women shouldn't be cops, which you said that I was saying. I said the standards should be equal, and she didn't look like she met the physical standards, which I theorize caused her to panic more than her African-American fellow officer who was young, tall, and strong. So I think she panicked more because of her lack of physical physicality where the big 
strong young guy didn't panic. But 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 Andrew, but the problem I have with what you're saying is you're breaking it down based on gender. And I'm no, telling size, you as someone that gender size. If it was a man that was five feet tall or five feet three and only hundred and twenty pounds. My wife is only hundred and three pounds. Okay. Put okay, so, so Andrew, so Andrew, is a police Andrew I, because I, I've got to move on. But so, so let's say Officer Potter was a man. How would that have changed the situation in your mind? Police officers are that short. No, she's physically short, and no, no, I got you on her. If, if she, if she were a male, how would that have changed the situation? Well, if she was a he. He wouldn't be qualified either. That tall, handsome black police officer, he's qualified. He's six foot two. He has broad shoulders. He's, he wasn't going to taste okay. or taste because he could kick the suspect's ass. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for the call. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, on the other side of Midnight. Frank is coming up in just minutes. Good morning, Frank. How yeah, are hello, you? Hello, Dominic. I am doing great. Not as good as you and the listeners. Double duty of Dominic Carter uh, <laughs> uh, today. Are we going to see the same thing tomorrow? Are you in for... Yes, I will right. be up uh, in for Bolsonaro from 4 to 5 all this week. But tell me, what do you have coming up on your show? Uh, we got an action-packed show for you. Now, you know, I know you've seen these before, Dominic. You go into a uh, an arcade or even maybe the lobby of a restaurant or a diner. Maybe you saw this when you were a kid. Maybe your kids played this. Maybe your grandchildren have even played it. You know those claw games where you put a couple of coins in and the claw tries to reach out, uh, uh, you know, get a toy yes. and you grab it? Now, I am going to talk to a gentleman named Brian McKenna who claims to have mastered these claw games. Now, if this is true, this could be the most groundbreaking interview that I've ever done and the most useful to our audience. So that's coming up at one thirty. And uh, in the uh, 3 o'clock hour, Gerald Salente is going to join me. He is a trends forecaster. I'll tell you, Dominic, had I listened to him on gold two years ago, I mm-hmm. would be substantially wealthier. So we're going to see what he thinks are the big wow. trends for uh, 2022, political, economic, cultural, media, technology, you name it. And uh, yet a, a, an incredible story of the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. New York Times Magazine showing that all these people who give their DNA away to these genetic testing companies, they could help send one of their relatives to jail. So I've been talking about this for a long time, and now the New York Times Magazine did an exhaustive investigation on this, and I'm going to be talking about that as well. And maybe people don't care about sending their relatives to jail. That's very, very interesting. Wow. Wow. And some other, I, I look, other tricks I, up my you know, you know what I find amazing about you, Frank? I, I watch you every night, and you spend hours going over details. You know, I want folks to understand how much work you put into this. You know, all that you do, all these different types of interviews. And I, I don't know how you do it because I just stick to politics. But you focus on politics, entertainment, all types of issues, uh, uh, aliens, and, you know, it's just admirable what you do. Well, thank yeah. you, Donald. I, I appreciate that, and, you know, you've always been so generous with your feedback on a personal level and more broadly, but one of the, the nicest things that I hear from listeners, it's not that I'm the smartest person on radio, I'm certainly not, not that I'm the most entertaining, but if you listen to my program from 1 to 5 every night, you honestly really never know what's going to come next. So I really, I really think that's why people keep tuning in, and uh, I think so far the ratings have reflected that i agree with you a thousand percent 
A thousand percent, I agree with you. Let's go. We have about three minutes left until your show officially starts. Drew in White Plains listening on the WABC app. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. So um, Frank has said this before, and I'm starting to really, really think this. Um, I know we're bashing de Blasio on the mandates, and like I said, I'm in the commercial real estate industry. He's making it very, very hard for business and making it very hard to bring business here. But I'm just curious as to how much Adams is in on these mandates. You know, it was an article that came out earlier that said, Eric Adams, the mayor, nobody knows. Nobody knows how he's really going to govern. I think right now he is kind of like everything to everybody. And I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like with these mandates, he's going to be very much so to the left. You know, I don't know why. I heard him talk about mandates for school children and things like that. I think it's going to be very interesting when he takes off. And I just have a curious feeling if de Blasio did these mandates so that they could stay in place so Adams could say, well, hey, I'm going to keep it going. It's not on me. He did this. You know, because well, he well, really has to Drew, play a You know what, Drew? You, you may be on to something because I find it hard to believe that de Blasio would jump out the window like this without talking to, privately to Eric Adams. So, Remember, but who knows? Blasio was the same person who lobbied for Adams in the primary. You know, mm-hmm. remember Andrew Yang blew that up. He said, de Blasio's calling everybody for you, Eric. He's the one pushing for you behind closed doors. Remember, Andrew Yang said that on the debate stage. So you have to ask yourself, is Adams in on these things, yes or no? You can't be everything to everybody. Right. We'll see when it comes. We will see. Drew, we thank you for the call. Frank Morano, let's try and squeeze in one last call. Mm-hmm. Joseph in Riverdale. We're short on time, but go ahead, Joseph. Hey, real quick. Thank you, uh, Dominic. Uh, I agree with you with the, with the shooting with the police officer, uh, your position, because, look, who goes driving with a warrant and not asking for trouble? And then when when you have a warrant on a gun charge and you're an officer and they look you up and what your what what what's your problems and you're going to go back in the car and the officer is thinking, what's he going to do? Just wheel 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 around, turn around, and start shooting? Right. I mean, Joseph. Uh, Joseph, we appreciate the call. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Joseph, you would be surprised what some of these kids do, not having any regard for the fact that they have open warrants. Folks, keep it right there. One of the best shows in radio is starting right now. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.